0: The only thing that is perfect is death. I empathize with people's sensitivities, but not their fragilities. Shout out to medical research, neuroplasticity. If you don't know about it, check it out. Google it. The body is the master. The brain does not tell the body what to do. The body tells the brain what to do as an afterthought. The old paradigms fail as the increment of measure increases, revealing all of its inaccuracies. Eloquent speakers too often deceive themselves and others. Consciously or unconsciously, I wonder, or at least to what degree of consciousness, meaning well but not doing well becomes an art form greater than any other, acting on a grand scale, lying. Can our lies really portray a truth? Or does language simply fail us? <sighs> After a while, I just, I always go back to thinking Tiberius Caesar. You know, he got fed up with all the philosophizing. Start started killing all the, uh, killing them. <laughs> um, but all the philosophizing, uh, Tiberius got fed up with it. Wanted action. Do, do. That's just kind of how I'm feeling about what I'm saying. <laughs> Integrity Radio. Strange paradox. I often find myself having a battle of wits with myself. But at the same time, I refuse to have a battle of wits with an unarmed man. See, that sort of thought actually has roots in Groucho Marx. I would never join a club that would have me as its member. You know what I like about artists like Groucho and W.C. Fields? Is they had a, a... A skill of making us laugh at negativity. It's a skill I... Hope to develop more and more. You know, negativity exists and you really can't deny it. And in fact, ignoring uh, the negative things in life, as I say, is really dangerous because you miss out on that increment of measure. You know, all the amazing and wonderful things that are in between those hard increments of measure. Integrity Radio, Integrity Radio, Integrity Radio, hey, go check out my uh, site if you get a chance at www.cfuz.com. Uh I'm also on Twitter, twitter.com slash sifu underscore z, have a good one.
1: Hey, what's up, Integrity Radio, love the content. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like you're saying that science has so many of these matters that you mentioned all figured out, this empirical conclusion, when we all know and understand, well, at least I kind of thought we did, that science, even as it stands today, is completely unrefined. The most glaring example I can think of is Einstein's theory of relativity, which fundamentally transformed science's understanding of the universe and how it functioned, and now cracks in his concept have appeared in his model and kind of his models now proven insufficient and even in the example you mentioned that physics is bowing to darwinism that's a change a left turn for science that just wasn't a real thing before i'm going to give you another call in so what i'm saying is From where I see it, there's always going to be new sets of data, new information, undiscovered rules that are going to completely blow our minds and break our former way of looking at the world in science. You know, in that sense, what science does now is just make a best guess with our current and also massively limited pool of information we have access to. So science is really just a current guess. Much like philosophy, as much as we have learned about the universe and from the cosmos to the quantum, there's still so much stuff we have no idea about and have yet to learn. So as that pertains to philosophy, philosophy is totally different. It's answering the questions of origin, meaning, morality and destiny and all the other things along those lines. So, I mean, they're different,
0: but they're still both just guesses. Kurt Smock, so good to hear from you, and thank you for your call-in. Well, let's get right to work here. Um, Satellites still work. So, in other words, um, you know, Einstein's theories that essentially uh, allow us to do the things that we do. um, Well, the satellites still work so his theories were improved upon and yes there are holes and that is the beauty of science science allows for those holes and says okay well let's improve let's improve science doesn't go backwards you know I mean science is how we're getting these things done science is how we're improving so when you say that philosophy is really the only thing that gives us answers, what answers? I mean, you, you can say that, but you then have to prove that. Where's your evidence? What philosophy has, has done this? I mean, now, I understand if you go deep enough down into a philosophical hole, then all things are possible. And this is the thing that is getting us in trouble. And then we ignore the things that are possible, like world peace and, you know, managing the world's resources for all humans and perhaps even extending that out to all creatures. Uh, Is that an ideal? Yes. Is that a heaven? Of course it is. But what's wrong with pointing in that direction in a pragmatic manner? And wh- how can you ignore the advances that science has made? I mean, that I-, I just don't understand that. It's not like Einstein's theory of relativity show that there are some holes in it and there are improvements in the concept and the theory. And now satellites come crashing down I mean (laughs) it's just not how it works Uh, science is wrong and now your car isn't going to work or science is wrong and now one plus one no longer equals two now of course we can get into abstract math but let's not go there let's not get too abstract here alright these may be still the best of times and the worst of times but the best of times in that there are less people suffering. There is less war. Uh, and science is what's getting us there. Nobody understands better than me the, the romanticism of going back into the caves and, and dancing around the fire. I understand this. And to my knowledge, no one is stopping anyone from running into caves and dancing around the fires. What I think the problem is, is those same people then try to pull that philosophy or these concepts or ideas into politics and modern politics and even into modern science. And we can say the term modern science because science is always trying to prove itself wrong. And... and when it proves itself wrong it doesn't uh, disqualify any of the advances that it made in the process and finally if we're even having this conversation you have to be familiar and you have to be talking about Libet's findings the 1980 findings that were then um, well that were then reconfirmed in 2008, the same findings. Now the hard work getting the masses to overcome their indoctrinations. Alright, Integrity Radio. Thanks for the call. You know, this is not just the nature of science. It's the nature of knowing. The more you know about something, the more you find out that you don't know. Correct. Yeah, that's the so nature the nature of anything. It's, it's the what, nature of knowing. It's what drives curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. It seems that people's thinking are resistant to this. Yes, people are resistant to change. Hmm. Any change. My youngest kid has a t-shirt that says nothing is impossible. It drives me nuts. I, I want to take it from him. I want to throw him away, but I can't do it. I got to let him have a t-shirt. But I want to find a t-shirt or make a t-shirt for him that says, Nothing is impossible. See, it sounds like the same thing, but it isn't. And I think that really encompasses sort of me, my perspective. Sounds like I'm saying the same thing, but I'm not. Nothing is impossible. Ask Lawrence Krauss. Integrity Radio.
1: Hey, bud, just want to let you know I caught what you were saying. I'll call in later with some more. I'm just running around right now, and like I cheek them in my head. cut off, getting it all done today. But yeah, I'm super interested in what you said, and um, I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll talk to you in a bit.
2: Hey, C, how's it going? Uh, so. I'm not entirely sure how to respond to your points because, again, I have to be honest, I'm not sure what your argument is. It's not entirely clear to me. I'm not following the logic. There's a lot thrown in there that... uh, You know, from Newton to neuroscience to Libet, and I'm not sure how they relate to what my argument was, which is why I thought that perhaps uh, I hadn't been clear enough in my initial argument. Now, you mentioned Libet's uh, experiment a few times now, and you're asking me to comment on that, but I'm not sure how or what to say? I mean, it's it. It was uh, when it came out, it was a very interesting. Uh, it was a very interesting findings, and uh, neuroscience has always fascinated me. And uh, it says something about uh, the way our brain chemistry works, but I'm not sure how it relates to philosophy or psychology hey sorry i cut myself off because i could hear the thing ticking so uh, i was saying uh, Libet's experiment i am not quite sure how it relates to the conversation we were having i mean it has some interesting things to say about the free-will debate but we weren't quite discussing that unless i really misunderstood our conversation and in general, about playing devil's advocate, I have to say I disagree on that. Like, I'm, I'm not playing devil's advocate. I'm merely defending philosophy from the claim that it's a museum piece, because, I mean, you know, I know you said that you're not familiar with what's happening in philosophy right now, but... A lot is happening is the answer. It's at the forefront of, you know, AI and its ethical guidelines. It's literally leading the way in many fields that are incredibly relevant right now. But that's not really a conversation that I'm particularly interested in having. Rather, I'm interested in the idea of ever being able to say that one discipline as a whole is better than another, which I just don't think is a claim that can be made. But anyway, I've enjoyed this. Thank you.
1: Hey there, my friend. So, days calmed down a bit, I got a minute to kind of go back through it, and I'm just going to clarify what I, what I meant to say. There was one major error, and then some things that are maybe just befuddled. The downside of live audio for sure is it challenges your ability to <laughs> communicate concisely and quickly, am I right? So, I'm going to shoot you a call-in or two here. The main point I was making is that philosophy is asking questions. Um, science is saying it has answers, but the reality is of science is that science is only as correct as the information that it's been given, you know, that it then produces an output from. So in the case of Einstein's theory of relativity, he shocked the world and they're like, oh my God, he's right. And then there's another call in so then years later they say oh well well he wasn't completely right so and the thing was was he was as right as we possibly knew he could be up to the point that he was proven to be right but then once new information came in he was no longer perceived to be completely right and that's what i mean science only can operate on the information that it has and we as humans we're super dumb. I mean, we always think we're so smart. We always think we have it so figured out. And we never do. Like, I agree that the world is getting better. Things are getting better. But we, ha- we don't know how the brain really works. We don't understand the ends of the universe. We can barely get off of this rock. I mean, we are so incompetent. And it's just a glaring arrogance to say, science has things figured out. Because they got some things figured out, but not everything. And saying that we don't have everything figured out is being super generous. We're barely scratching the surface. What's interesting is that you were saying if we go down a philosophical hole, I get it, all things are possible. But think of it from the quantum perspective. Nothing is real until it's observed according to quantum theory, which is the same thing. All things are possible until they're observed. And I think that's really interesting, that kind of an overlap. Um, Where I really screwed up was I said philosophy answers the question. Philosophers answer the questions, but philosophy only asks the questions. I think that's the cool thing about philosophy is the humility it has to just simply ask the questions and allow the end user to pontificate versus science that always has this air of way overconfident, Exaggeration of its capacity to figure everything out. And one final point you know, you said the sat, you know, he wasn't perfect, but the satellites aren't coming down. You're right. We've achieved a massive amount of technological advances and scientific understanding. The satellites aren't coming down, but just like the satellites aren't coming down in philosophy, the world is becoming a better place, but all the questions aren't answered. Humans are still questioning, where did we come from? What does it mean? What is morality? And what is our final destiny? You know, so in as much as science has had its victories, philosophy's had its victories too. The two aren't mutually exclusive. They're both fantastic. I would agree with Patrick and just say, not one is supreme over the other. They really stand in just different fields that overlap just one man opinion though
0: hey Kurt Schmuck and Patrick I'm uh, riding around today so um, I want to answer you you guys I want to respond to you guys I hope I don't um, uh, uh, you know short you guys in my response Um, it seems that okay to make myself clear, philosophy uh, needs to just go ahead and take a back seat. Psychology and the understanding, we're not guessing anymore, we know. Now, both Patrick and you are making claims without supporting these claims. I'm not hearing any of the evidence to support your claims. What great philosophy has led us to the understanding that we have of neuroscience today? And whom has made the pompous statement that science has figured it all out? But let me make this pompous statement, that science has figured out more than any one person could comprehend. Science has figured out more questions than you can ask of it. Now, you may jump over mathematics and physics and all that kind of stuff and, and then go ahead and ask the big questions without knowing all that other stuff, but you'll be in great error. I refer to Libet's findings because these findings are monumental. If you don't understand the findings, well that's a different story. But these findings are, are monumental regarding free will. And the findings of neuroscience regarding free will completely throw the quanderings of the philosophical man in the back seat. If it doesn't, then prove otherwise. I'm already stating one of my proofs, I'll state more and more, but you at least have to acknowledge my one proof. Just because we are emerging from duality doesn't mean that we're prisoner to to that duality. I don't understand that. Now I want to point out what's interesting is how much we agree on so many things and how it's these little concepts that um that make the difference and i think these little tiny concepts are critical in Wing Chun we call them Seon all right guys i got to keep driving and uh I, I really appreciate the um the comments and the thinking and the thoughts and uh your perspective uh let's keep them going. Uh let's hear let's hear what you have to say. More importantly, come on. Give me something. Where's your evidence? All right, Integrity Radio. Hey folks, I didn't post as much as I would have liked to today. Um but it's it was 109 degrees out and it's finally cooling down. So, um yeah, and hopefully, hopefully the wildfires uh, that are happening around here will uh, be taken care of. That's uh, kind of scary when it gets dry and hot around here. All right, well, let me see what's going on. Integrity Radio. One of my great heroes is Christopher Hitchens. Christopher Hitchens considered himself Uh, a contrarian a contrarian boy now there's a term that really resonates with me I do not in any way shape or form claim to have all the answers I don't think science has all the answers or although it's it's uh, It's responsible for the lot of them, shall we say. You could say, religion, zero, science, billions and billions. That was a joke. (laughs) Side note, I'll have to ask Randy if Carl Sagan ever met or was friends with Christopher Hitchens. I know you can YouTube a story that Penn Gillette tells about Christopher Hitchens visiting him and him being a total fucking prick and uh, Hitchens just uh, really championing being a champion. let's just put it that way I, w- I won't spoil. It's a great story, and Penn tells the story very well. Ah, screw it, I'll tell this story. Uh, Christopher Hitchens was visiting Penn and showed up with a bottle of uh, alcohol, uh, which Penn was not going to let him into the house with the bottle of alcohol. And uh, so, um, I guess a debate and a discussion of sorts ensued. And then I'll go ahead and let you uh, look that up on your own. It's Penn Jillette, talks about Christopher Hitchens. His book, God Is Not Great, was monumental to me. And along with that, uh, Richard Dawkins, The God Delusion, which seems to be not everyone's favorite book. I loved it. You see, I had been in and out of Various religious belief, and before reading those books, I had sort of fallen back into Christianity. And it wasn't until reading Christopher Hitchens and Richard Dawkins that I was really able to free myself. Of these constraints, and to free myself of mythical thinking, and that's huge. Now, it didn't free me of appreciating myth, myth, <laughs> but it got me out of um, favoring myth over reality, which, as explained by Richard Dawkins to me is just amazing and that's really at the heart I think of what we're all getting at is trying to reveal our unique perspective and then trying to effectively share that unique perspective and make no mistake about it it is not easy to have a unique perspective. And that's where we have each other, where we can bounce these ideas off and, and sort of find out is this really a unique idea? Is this a popular or an unpopular idea? I think it takes a good amount of vetting in order to truly decide if your ideas. Are coming from a unique perspective, meaning your perspective coming from you. Integrity Radio is an Anchor Community announcement. Did you know that if you run Anchor on your computer, that means going to anchor.fm and you can put clips of oh anything that has a URL to it like a YouTube clip or a SoundCloud clip and um, that's super cool I especially wish my buddy Mark out in Australia would uh, post some stuff because I think you would have some very interesting stuff to post uh even if we were in the form of clips and not him speaking himself which would also be really cool yeah check it out at uh anchor.fm and it's easy you know they even let you uh clip the clip <laughs> you know they'll let you trim the clip that's what i was trying to say and as if this weren't enough and I don't even use these functions (laughs) or rarely do but you can put background music and transitions as well right from your desktop. So it's just a little something that to my knowledge you can't do from the app. Alright, Integrity Radio. Tomorrow is Sunday. Tomorrow is Sunday. Training. We gotta train. So... Sunday Kung Fu Sunday, Sunday Kung Fu School or Kung Fu Sunday <laughs> yeah Kung Fu Sunday
2: 11.30 warm ups at
0: 11.30 and uh, then we start Wing Chun proper at noon that is uh, California time see you there, there. alright good night I'm calling it an early evening so I can be nice and fresh for tomorrow's Google Hangouts for Kung Fu Sunday. So uh, those of you joining me, I'll see you then. Otherwise, I don't know what otherwise. I don't know what the otherwise would be. Otherwise, I'll see you after training. There you go. <laughs> it's definitely time to go to sleep. And Terry Radio.